Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast episode 342 for the week of March 21st, 2015. I'm your host, Chris Privet here. Owner, organizer, not organizer, um, barely keeping it together of RPGamer.com because I don't know why I said that. All right. <laughs> What's our work this week? We're trying to make the mail servers better. Yes. <sighs> Never ends, folks. Never ends. Eventually, we get to focus on the actual website part. <laughs> I don't know when that starts. Here with me, and can attest to how hard all this stuff is, Anna Marie Privateer. It's hard. It's hard. We had to shut down our Pokemon forums. Ooh. That was difficult. <laughs> Not the Pokemon forums. For people who don't know, we had some message boards on RP Gamer way long ago. And then eventually, we moved off them into a real message, well, a quote-unquote real message board system which we then since moved off of two other times to other real message board systems. But that first message board system we kept around. By the way, here with me as well, uh, Phil, Phil Willis. Salutations, felicitations, and jubilations. And Alice Wilkinson. I can tell you how hard it is to maintain mail service. Oh, good, good. Uh, we'll get to that later then. Uh, <laughs> in addition to uh, the, these, these forums were here for a long time. We kept the original ones open because people were using them. Um, most namely, just one section, the Pokemon section. So we call them the Pokemon forums. If you can imagine, nothing about Pokemon is actually talked about on these forums anymore. Um, it was just where they hung up. This group of people hung out, and they wanted to keep it around. And Michael was like, all right, cool. AKA Fire Mist, you might know him as. I was like, cool, we'll keep it around as long as it's feasible. Um, I, we have no reason to shut it down. Um, well, we finally got to a reason to shut it down 15 years later. <laughs> And it didn't go over well with the community there. 17 years later. Was it 17 years? Okay. Yeah, those those forums were set up, I believe, in 1998. Yeah, so sorry, guys. We had to shut that down, but there's technical things that were changing to the site, and we just can't leave old, really poorly written forum software running on the servers anymore. Um, so we migrated them off, but uh, that was some drama. And uh, Goatsy drama. Uh, yeah, and then somebody went crazy and started posting stuff they shouldn't. But... Um, yeah, so we're making changes to the back ends of all these things and cleaning things up, and it's uh, nothing's easy. Nothing's easy. Well, thank you, everybody, for being on this morning. And uh, we'll see you next week. All right, bye, everybody. Bye. Yeah, is that not how that works? Okay. We should talk about what we've been playing. Phil, you're the one who's here least frequently, so I want you to start off with what you've been playing. Clash of Clans. No. Yeah, well, Clash of Clans, we know that. You run a clan that Anna Marie and I are in. Yeah, you know, Ma and I uh, started this clan a couple of weeks ago and uh, invited y'all in about the about a day later and a couple of other friends, and then we've had some strangers stop by, and it's now up to almost 20 people. Uh, kind of washed out a little bit there. So that's been, that's been pretty crazy. That, that's been a little more time-consuming than I really hoped it was going to be. Uh, mom keeps texting me. Did you see that? What are you going to do about that? Like, <laughs> Your mom is playing. That's I'm like, great. mom, I told you you're in charge. I'm just, I'm like the, you know, I'm like the, the queen of England or something. I'm just a figurehead. <laughs> you, you go and run the, the clan. You want to well, what's, what's your out, mom's mom? name? Food someone out, Brenthor. Brenthor? Okay. I see. I, she's, I need to know she's this. got two. She, yeah. She's got Brenthor one and two in there. All right. While you while you go through this, I'm reviewing this flash sale on PlayStation Nation. Um, PlayStation. I keep doing that on PS Net. PS Network. Pa- PlayStation Network. Oh my gosh. I'm reviewing this flash sale where everything's under dollar. So I'm gonna shout out game names while you're reviewing what you've been playing, and you just tell me if they're good or not. Okay. Here's your first one to practice. Mega Man X4. X4. 
Ah, really? Okay. You can get like all the Mega Man X games in one collection on right, like all right. PlayStation. Keep going. Two. Keep going. I'll, I'll interrupt you later. All right. So you're playing Clash yeah. of Clans, and your mom is driving you crazy. Oh yeah, yeah. But we've been pretty good so far, as far as actually uh, warring. We're we're what four and one so far, or something like that. So of course, it really helped that the last group we fought just pretty much didn't actually, you know, took only two of their twenty attacks. So that that that, that helps. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Remember, friends that slay together stay together. Jurassic Park, the game, the full season, oh. the Telltale game. Oh, nah, for eighty cents. Better. It's there's still not. Still, it's not worth eighty cents. No, no. It's there's better Telltale experiences out there to suck up your time. Breath of Fire four. <sighs> four, oh, four, actually, four. That, yeah. that's what I'm interested in. Might be interested. Yeah, ninety six yeah. cents. Yeah, Playable on PS3, PSP, and PS Vita. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pick that one up. Sure, right. classic cool. RPG. Star Wars Battlefront two on PSP. <laughs> Maybe not so much. I, I, All right. Anyway, yeah. what else have you been playing? <laughs> You're going to sit there and play that by yourself, I suppose. Yeah. Oh, StarCraft. StarCraft? Really? StarCraft. You've been playing yeah. StarCraft? I've been, uh, I've been trying to, uh, you know, every other game, I really think that the idea of achievements is stupid. But in StarCraft, I've actually been trying to work my way up some of the harder achievements there. So I'm doing – there's one where if you do uh, custom games against the insane computer, you get achievements for X number of victories again with each race. So uh, I'm up to like 55 or so in Terran and 70 in Protoss and Zerg. Well, that sounds like it's exactly what you like. You love comp stomping, right? So – a little cost stuff. I joined some people. I've also been doing some multiplayer, but I usually won't go one on one. I'll usually go two on two, three on three, and uh, you know we'll do some multiplayer because there's a lot of achievements under that too. So, no, those people are crazy. If I see one more cannon rush, Protoss cannon rush, really, guys, really, you didn't see this coming. It's the same story, different day. Yeah. So, still doing demon gaze. And my Vita. That's your that's your dungeon crawler. That's my dungeon crawler. Yeah. I think I'm going to get some time in with that today. I got a little traveling to do. Um, so haven't really had a lot of time to sit down at the platforms. Unfortunately, I've been super busy with work. Okay, that's fair. Anna Marie, what have you been playing? Um, what have I been playing? I've been playing more oh. Final Fantasy Tactics Advance too. Okay. So I'm up to, oh man, nearly 70 missions done, and my characters are all around 25 to 30. I met um, Penelo and Vaughn, right? Vaughn and Penelo? Yes? No? Oh, what are you guys? In 12? Yeah. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. What, they're in the game? Yeah. Oh, that's weird. So I unlocked a second continent, and that's going really swimmingly. Other than that, I've been playing a bunch of iPad games this week because you had me download a bunch of stuff. So hang on, let me open up my iPad. Despicable Me, the game on PSP. <laughs> no, okay, <laughs> well, we'll orbit. just skip on that. All right. Chirp, chirp. Missed on PSP. <laughs> so you had me download Drapes, which is Drapes. less a game and more a way it's, to wake yourself up. It's a weird Japanese design game with great sound and art, and then you don't do anything. Right. It's weird. And Tap Titans, which is basically... No, you need to explain dreams to people. So you set an alarm, and it wakes you up in the morning, and depending on how quickly you get up after the alarm, you rank up. No. So that's half of the game. And then, and then... The other half is you have a little robot that is shearing sheep in space. 
He's not shearing sheep. Yes, he is. What? I don't think he... Sh- he fights things. No, he doesn't. He does. I've watched him fight things. Okay. Well, he also shears sheep. Okay. <laughs> because when you come back to it... Hang on. Let me come back to it. You've seen him shear sheep? Here's what it says. Defazed is- 12 Montes... Montessas. That's yes. the monsters. Oh. Defazed means those are the things he's killed. Oh, I figured that was shearing. No, that, I like that. based. Okay. Anyways, I'm level eight now. And then your guy walks around all day and he runs out of energy. You have to remember, set the alarm. When you set the alarm, he goes and recharges. Yes. And he levels up and I don't know what else happens, but That's... I know there are multiple alarms you can unlock and, and things happen, but it takes time and setting the alarm. It's weird. So it's just been fascinating because it's been waking me up every morning. Um, and then you also had me download Tap Titans, which is sort of cookie clicker. clicker no, clicker heroes. heroes yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, it's clicker heroes on your iPad. I don't really know what else to say. And then you also got me Paint It Back, where a ghost paint scares... Paint It Black. No, Paint It Back. Oh, I thought it was Paint It Black. No, Paint It Back. Okay. Because the a ghost comes to the museum and scares away all the paintings. Yes. So you have to paint it back. Oh. But you only paint in black. Yeah, I know. And then the picture comes back, which I don't understand. I don't know. Um, it's a Picross game. And I think that's everything other than Clash of Clans. Oh, and I downloaded Stella Pop, which is like the bubble saga games for with um, Angry Birds and pigs. So that's really what I've been playing this week. I don't think there's been anything else. That's okay. I need to actually play Codename Steam so that I can give an impression of it. Ooh, take back. Codename Steam and playing that. Well, then, did you already talk about what you played? Yeah, that's why I had to say take back or go oh, okay. back or whatever the hell well, it's called. You no jump, take back. You jump into it, and then it will be Alice next. All right. Tell us about Codename Steam, Phil. It's uh, basically an XCOM type of game. Uh, strategy RPG, or tactical, I should say, tactical RPG, mm-hmm. um, where you get a few characters and you take turns moving one at a time. Um, I guess the big difference for me is that the, uh, uh, you know, is that the camera is third, like a third person action game. So it's almost right behind the characters as you're moving around and you can rotate the camera around with the, uh, right analog nub on (laughs) your, if you have the three DS XL and it's actually making kind of use of that. I'm actually getting used to that. And I guess if you also have the circle pad pro that would also work aside from that, if you don't have either one of those, it gets a little more irritating because you either got to use the touchpad and there's a. There's a circle that you can move around to move the camera around. Uh, but moving the camera around as you're walking around and as you're being attacked is an integral part of the game. Since the camera is at a third angle all the time behind you, and the enemies are running around. Knowing where the enemies are at is very important. One wrong move in this game and you could have a guy who gets KO'd pretty easily. So um, that's, that's different than most uh, XCOM type games where it's mostly isometric and I can easily see where everyone's at. Um, on one hand, it feels a little arbitrarily limiting. On the other hand, it adds to the suspense that you're fighting, you know, overwhelming forces and that every step you have to take carefully. So I kind of like the decision. I know one of the criticisms against the game is that when the computer takes its turn, it takes nearly as long as a player because you will see, you know, a little bar progressing as the computer thinks. And then you'll see each enemy move one at a time if that enemy is within a viewing range of one of your characters. Um, and, and that slows things down. But again, for me, it just kind of pulls me in because 
knowing where the enemies are at, paying attention to where they're moving um, can really, really help. If you're not paying attention, like one time I put the game down for a few days, totally forgot where I was at in that battle because there's places you can save in the middle of a battle. And I forgot mentally where the enemies were located and, and ended up getting my butt kicked and had to reload. So um, it, it's kind of an interesting design. Aside from that, um, it's got a real comic-y, uh, like a 1950s, bam, blambo, you know, <laughs> comic theme to it. Yeah, yeah the story is that uh, President Lincoln uh, faked his uh, assassination so that he could disappear from the public eye and put together this. Well, he's got to deal with the real threat. Aliens. Yeah, the real threat, aliens. Yes. And yeah, and now I'm fighting with Mark Henry and the lion from The Wizard of Oz and fighting lots of aliens who are very deadly when you make a mistake. So, so far I've been doing okay. I've only died like, I've only had to reload once or twice, uh, usually because I lose track of where, where things are at. But yeah, th- those enemies do uh, hit hard and I've had a couple of close calls. So yeah, it's pretty, pretty, pretty good for a tactical game. If you like your tactical games, nice, meaty, and somewhat deliberate in their pacing, uh, so far it, it, it's pretty fun. So I look forward to spending more time with it. I'm up to like the, like whatever the lines, that's like the, uh, the second set of boards. So. There you go. Yeah, some people say it's a little bit like Val- Valkyria uh, Chronicles, but it, mm, I, I don't know. You, you're walking around a third person. You got a little bar showing you how much actions you have left as you move around it's going to take up some of that actions um and every time you shoot it takes off three or four blips off of that action bar of which only has like 10 blips to begin with uh when you aim you're using the third party camera like a third person shooter you're using that little nub to aim at the enemy there's a couple of sweet spots they have glowing which will do double damage it's usually on the rear end uh, if you get around uh, behind <laughs> them rear end rear end so i guess in that <laughs> way it's a little bit like it but it's it, i don't know it's it's definitely more deliberate pacing feel to it and you can't just uh, do one person over and over again like you can in valkyrie chronicles where you just keep your scout going over and over and get straight to the end this one definitely feels more strategic to me uh definitely makes me think definitely makes me worry about people dying more so when you go down team member it really hurts mm-hmm. show all right yeah pretty cool pretty cool 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 all right uh, I have been playing more Monster Hunter. <laughs> it just just Monster Hunter off the wazoo. I finally have my Hermitar set of armor, and that's all the only progress I made. I've been really busy this week, so I didn't get to put in... Oh, wait, I haven't. I lied. I got Type 0, so that means I played through the Final Fantasy 15 demo this week. Ooh, how is that? So the Final Fantasy 15 demo is a demo of Final Fantasy 15. Where you wake up in a tent, and then you need to go get your car fixed. And because your wheels are broke. And you need to get some money to fix a car, so you got to go hunt a behemoth to get a bounty to get some money to fix your car. And Cindy's the one who's going to fix your car. But forget Cindy. This demo's all about fighting a lot. And a lot of fighting. And gosh darn it, I hate this battle system. It is not good. <laughs> it is oh. messy. Actually, it, 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 theoretically, it's good. And then you start playing the implementation they have, and the camera lock-on sucks. And you're, Okay, so go watch a video of this. But let me, let me try to describe this for you. You control Noctis. You have three other part, people in your party. You run around. You control one of them. 
And he basically attacks by holding on the square button, which says, all right, I'm going to start swinging my sword around stuff, and you push the left stick in the direction where the enemy is. Okay, well, then you can lock on the camera with the R button. All right, so I'm going to lock onto a monster and then start swinging the sword in the direction of the monster until they die. I have the option to press a triangle button to use MP to cast a magic spell. And I have the option of pressing the X button, which does a little warp, like you've seen in some of the promotional stuff where he can, looks like he can teleport. That's what that is. And then it'll teleport right to wherever you're facing, um, like a monster or a high, place on high where you can kind of chill out and gain your MP back. But let's just focus on fighting a monster. Well, the monsters in this battle system run around in circles. And then the camera lock-on sucks, is slow. The camera speed sucks and is slow. And you basically just spend most of the demo running around trying to face the monsters and aim your attacks at them and basically wait until they die. And that's your battle system. Then if you, heaven forbid, you battle near a wall... Because then, as uh, Sean Cooper over at Lucifer.com puts it, um, oh, you're trying to fight this large monster? Okay, here's a close-up of your shin, um, because that'll be useful to you. And no, no, it's not very useful to you. So most of the battle system is you fighting against the camera. And then you fight for a while, and it's like, ah, I killed something, yay. And then you run around and kill more things, yay. And then eventually you camp, and when you camp, you tally up all your experience and get all your levels. And uh, based on various parts you found in the world, just collecting stuff, um, you're able to get different buffs because uh, one of your party members will cook food using the various uh, monster parts you found throughout the day. And then uh, you get buffs the next day, and they last until evening. And then you go around and repeat that process while you're going around trying to complete your side quests. So in the demo, your side quest is track down Behemoth and kill it. And then you do all that stuff, and you start to get better at the battle system, and you learn kind of the ins and outs of how finicky the R1 lock-on is, and you start to kill things, and it doesn't matter. And then you learn that you can just hold down the square button to run and escape all the battles. And that's great, because then you don't have to deal with the really crappy battle system anymore. So you run on to your next quest objective points, and that leads you to a place where there's some chocobos, and that's fun. You get to see the chocobos. You don't get to ride the chocobos in this demo, but you get to see the chocobos. Um, And then you go, and you find the behemoth, and you're like, okay big behemoth bot fight this will be a lot better right this will be this will be better yeah and, behemoth <laughs> yeah um and then you learn that behemoth uh, because of the crappy camera and the enclosed area that you're in you're just gonna die in the behemoth fight a lot and it stinks whoa whoa whoa, whoa. okay i'm gonna caveat this chris sucked at the battle no the camera sucked in the battle chris you and that sucked certainly at the didn't battle. help no, oh. the battle didn't help, but you were crummy. Let me tell you, if I had Monster Hunter controls wow. in that battle, I would have been great. Wow, you were crummy. Give me a circle to do some circle dodges, get out of the way, line up my attacks, have some nice proper lock-on of the things I need lock-on. are you really mad because a game isn't Monster Hunter? I actually am because... Okay. I'm just, this, I'm clarifying. This thing, if it was... It, Monster Hunter controls would have been better than the crap they had in this game. Okay. I got caught on the walls a lot is what that really meant. Anyway, eventually I learned how to not run towards the monster because he'll just skewer you. And then I learned to keep my distance and use the warp points that are scattered throughout the battlefield to stay out of harm's way. And eventually the goal is to just run away from that first fight. And then you come go get a summon and then you learn Ramu and then you're like, oh, this part of the game's cool again. And you like the demo again because you got Ramu and it's awesome. And go play the demo and experience that for yourself. And then you go and use Ramu to kill the thing in like one hit. So, um, so the, or Rama, as Anna likes to say. 
And uh, that's what it is. It's not Ramu any more than it's Shamu. I didn't say Ramu. Right? Well, it is Shamu. Yes, but that's the thing. Is Shamu is spelt with no H on the end. Shamwow. You'll say wow every time. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, I don't know. I, I think the demo... It, did I mention the frame rate yet? It stinks. It's bad. It that is. game chugs. So this game is only 60% done. And I think if they improve the camera, if they improve the camera system and the lock on and tidy things up and make the the frame rate better, that's going to vastly improve the experience because you spend a lot of time fighting. And so if you don't have fun doing the fighting, it's going to really taint your view of the game. Unfortunately, in the demo, you do not get to drive the car. So that was not there to appeal to me. And I'm just kind of worried about the game at this point, but it's not done. We fully expect to not get this game this year. So we'll see what happens <laughs> by the time they get done with it, and maybe everything will be cleaned up, and it'll be fantabulous. But right now, the game just kind of looks pretty, and that's that's all I can say for it. Um, I didn't enjoy playing it. Um, mm. Your results may vary. I know other people have been very positive on it, um, and everyone agrees that the frame rate has got some issues, but everyone's just forgiving it. Oh, it'll be better. They'll clean it up. And I just don't have that trust of Square Enix right now. But we'll see. Um, in addition to that, that demo came with a game. That game is called Final Fantasy Type Zero. <laughs> uh, I played the first chapter of Type Zero and found that the battle system was way better than 15s. <laughs> so that was good. Uh, that is a dark game, man. People dying left and right in that thing. And hey, hey, I did warn you a long time ago when I picked up my PSV version of Type Zero. The Chocobo died. Yes, the yeah, Chocobo dies. About that well, not, Chocobo. Only, not only does the Chocobo die, the Chocobo gets shot repeatedly and bleeds out in the streets. Die. I, I still don't understand what the Chocobo's name was. Susu, Chuchkai, I, I, I don't know. Tree. Titsi? What'd you call it? Tea Tree? Tea Tree, like tea, tea Tree oil. Like T-I-T-R-Y? Like Delita's sister. Tetra? I don't know what her sister's name was. His sister. I don't know what's going on anymore. So Type Zero, I, I'm, I'm fortunately, you know, I, I, that game has a lot of story dumps with a lot of proper nouns. I've got a 60% idea of what's going on in the game, but I, I'm still getting caught up on proper noun issues and, and whatnot. And so, but I've been told by reading other things in the internet that you shouldn't care about the story. You play that game for the battle system. So as soon as I get some more time, which I have not had this week, I plan to sit down and try and do some chapter two, chapter three, and go on and see if I actually like this game. So I hope, uh, I hope that one turns out okay. But the first chapter was all right. Um, and the battle system was um, better than 15. Still not like fantastic yet but i haven't had anything chance to customize things and i think that could all change so i definitely need more time to make a judgment on that one um and i guess the same is true 15 maybe if i had the ability to level up weapons and stuff that would change things a lot so um more time is needed alice what did you play this week go on ask me the usual did you blow up anything with did you deliver any missiles yes i did yay I specifically it. went this time, went out of my way to make sure that I logged into EVE Online and blew someone up. Yay! Thank you, Alice. You're welcome. We're so happy. 
Well, um, it was actually I did it this morning as well. That was the amusing thing. I got out of bed, logged in, went one system over, flew into a wormhole, and blew someone up. All right. Because, well, I don't know. They're, judging by character age, um, I seem to have killed someone less than a month old again. Um, but uh, I'd, what I'd like to think is that um, next time they go hunting for things in wormholes, that they just need to remember that if they see a set of probes on a uh, directional scanner that don't belong to them, then chances are someone might be waiting for them that the next data site that they warp to, which is what I did. <laughs> All I did was I saw that there was a heron on D-scan. I saw his probes out. I was like, oh, this guy's probably day-tripping data sites in a wormhole. I'll just, you know, sit around cloaked at one of them, and he'll eventually fly straight into me. And that's exactly what he did. Awesome. So, yeah, torpedoes were delivered. He received his receipt. He put a one million bounty on my head to be pithy. <laughs> Wait, a million? That's it? Yeah, Isn't that's that it. like chump change? Yeah, it's not yeah that, that is chump change. Chump change, yes. It's not a lot. I mean, considering I, I, how hard it would probably be to take you out, yeah, that's certainly I mean, not I worth think, the effort. I think the, the stealth bomber that I fly isn't particularly expensive, but it's worth more than a million-esque. Because <laughs> they, changed, they changed the bounty system now that... Um, uh, so that instead of getting the payout, um, like all of the payout on killing someone, it's instead like a, a pool of isk that gets deposited to um, at the rate of, I think it's one-tenth of the ship value destroyed or something. So you, if you kill someone with a million isk bounty on them, you get, uh, if one-tenth of their ship value is less than a million isk, then you actually won't get all of it. But if uh, one million is above one-tenth of their ship value, then you'll just get the entire bounty. Cool. Because so. for idea. a while, we someone actually placed something like a two billion corp bounty on us. Um, so basically any pilot in Wingspan would have been eligible to, to give out bounty payments. And that just only took about a month or two to disappear, considering at the rate in which we whelp um, uh, Stratioses. So, which are worth about, what, 400, 500 million? You're asking the wrong people. Yeah. <laughs> so, sure uh, they yeah, are, yeah. absolutely. Yes, that that's what they are. Super yes. accurate. Uh-huh. Um, but the other thing I did was um, I finally managed to f um, skill into uh, Tech 3 Cruisers. Um, so I put together my first one, and I haven't really flown it on any operations yet because my skills are still a little bit crap in certain places. Mostly shield skills. Bit of a weakness. Um, yeah, so that's the thing you guys care about. Yes. Um, but I also put a series of tweets up about other stuff, which includes uh, a lot of time put into City Skylines, which I think I, you know, I mentioned last week. Is if you like SimCity, like? oh okay, right, go and play this game. Just, just do it. There is no. Just, just go, go, on, go. Have you bought it yet, Chris? Yeah. Yes. Oh, good. Oh, I, I played some of that. I guess I should have mentioned that as well. Did you um, enjoy it? Yes, oh. I do. And I need to, like... Is there multiplayer in that? I don't think there is. No, there isn't. Um, but I turned off money, so I don't have to worry about that. And I just started building. 
And um, I'm just not a good designer of a city. That's what I've learned. <laughs> yeah, there's one thing that uh, you learn ha- learn quite quickly is how to design like traffic interchanges and stuff. Yeah, he's not so good at that. No, yet. Anna saw my traffic. I put bus <laughs> stop. I didn't understand how much calculation went into the bus stop system, and I just kind of put bus stops everywhere. That was a bad idea. So there was like 20 buses lined up trying to make a left turn. It was not... Things were bad. Yeah, because so, the um, the bus funny. and the metro system, like the line design system, is taken basically wholesale from Cities in Motion, the previous game that Colossal Order did. It's a different developer, though. No. Yeah. No, same developer. No, Skylines is a different developer than... No, it's XL. not, Chris. Colossal Order have only done two previous games, City in Motion and City in Motion 2. Oh, Cities in Motion. Oh, I thought you said yeah. XL. Sorry. Yeah, and those the were games where... The bad one was XL and XXL and people... Yeah, those are those wrong games. Okay. Um, the thing about... Um, so the thing about Cities in Motion was the city was already built and all you did was the transport, like the bus lines, the metro lines and stuff like that, or trams. And um, so there was no... um, I mean, Cities of Motion 2 was pretty much the same thing, but did contain some... um, It allowed you to kind of customize the roads in a way that allowed you to kind of almost micromanage traffic. So you could design, like I don't know, things like turning lanes and stuff like that in specific places where in city skylines the turning lanes are like automatically placed and the scar the, the your traffic will kind of path naturally towards them um but that can still cause problems in very particularly industrial districts industrial industrial areas are the worst for traffic as you've probably noticed yeah i have noticed um, they really require like good highway design, and even then, they can get pretty busy. Well, my uh, actually, so what I did is I made a, an, an industrial district because you can designate <laughs> districts in this game, and I put them way out away from everything else. But they're having trouble developing because they're so far away. So. <laughs> oh, did you just put them on the other side of the map or something? Yeah, basically. <laughs> it's kind of epic. So I have to like really make sure there's a good uh, commute system, otherwise people can't get there. Yeah, so I mean, things like bus line and the and the metro system can make can really alleviate traffic around residential and commercial areas. But the um, the only thing that can really alleviate the industrial stuff is really good placement of um, train depots, because the trucks will always be traveling into your industrial areas in order to um, uh, take and receive goods. And they don't right. only do that otherwise by cargo train. They won't take, you know, metros are for your citizens, as it were. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, no, it's, that, I'm really enjoying that. I've I posted the link to the custom map that I'm using on my Twitter feed, which is a really nice um, cove map that I'm still in the process of developing at the moment. But I'm doing it with money on, damn it. With money. Yes. I'm not using un- I'm not using unlimited money. Well, it's like right in the options. That's what amazes me. No, I know, me. I know. But like, I, I, I heard I, there I were was... mods for it, and then I realized I could just turn this off in the options. What the heck? Oh yeah, I mean, basically, the unlimited modi- uh, money is a mod that shipped with the game to yeah. showcase the fact that this game actually has mods. <laughs> 
still kind of surprising, isn't it? Yes, um, but it's like it's like the people who don't want to deal with it and they just want to design, and this lets them do it. And you can even turn exactly. off the requirements to level up and unlock things based on population. You just if you just want to start painting a city onto a map, you can do it. Mm-hmm. Well, although, I, admittedly, one of the interesting things about the um, the the unlock system is the unlock system is based on city population, um, but. Uh, what the developers did foresee is if you're playing on a custom map where um, a lot of the map is uh, classified as unbuildable area, so mountains, oceans, lakes, that kind of thing, um, it displays a percentage uh, telling you how much of the area is sort of you can uh, how much of the map you can use for development. Um, but what they also do is they scale the population requirements accordingly down to a percentage so on my first city in order to unlock monuments Mm -hmm. i had to reach a population of something like fifty-five thousand. but on the current map that i'm playing i only have to reach a population of thirty thousand, which i'm actually finding a lot easier mostly just to how how i've got my residential areas designed and stuff nice so so yeah um yeah go and play city skylines if you like city builders And the other thing, I rolled credits on Dragon Ball Z Xenoverse this week. Ooh. Oh, good. You saved the Xenoverse. I saved the Xenoverse. So does that just end at the end of Dragon Ball Z, or do you go through GT? I forget. Uh, no, there. Uh, you don't go... I don't think it covers any of GT and... Um, yeah, it covers a couple of the movies. Okay. Um, so uh, after the Boo stuff, you have to deal with... Um, crap, what's his name? Beerus. Okay. Uh, and then also there's stuff involving Demigra, who I think is from one of the movies as well. Um, but yeah, go, uh, if you like Dragon Balls, if you like Dragon Ball Z, uh, I think I I know I've mentioned it previously, but uh, apparently this is like one of the best DBZ games that's been done in recent times. Mm-hmm. If you if you're a fan of the series, you should probably go and play it. Okay. Um, I think that about covers it. Oh, the other thing I had on my list was Final Fantasy XIV, but I don't think I've done anything particularly major. Not anything that... You didn't deliver any torpedoes in fourteen. No, sadly not. That is unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, Maybe the expansion pack will introduce that as as a sort of expansion feature. (laughs) That would be awesome. Although, um, speaking of torpedoes, actually, um, people might be mildly familiar with EVE Online's Council of Stellar Management. You know that uh, elected sort of group of uh, EVE players who get flown Ooh, out twice. Is there drama in the council again? No, 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 no. There's not drama on the council. It's just that my CEO, um, the wingspan guy, so the guy who actually started the torpedo delivery thing, mm-hmm. uh, he actually got elected to it this year. Oh, good. Ooh, good for him. That's going to so. be good for your corp, right? Mm-hmm. But also, it's just good for because generally most people are being when when they stand for the uh, the council of stellar management, they usually stand on a plat you know a, a platform of various areas of. Um, Did he stand on torpedo delivery? Well, his one his his major one was actually things uh, things like new player experience and um, uh, advertising because he's a YouTube streamer, but a trade. Hmm. Ah, interesting. Basically trying to make the game not necessarily uh, more friendly, but at least more inviting to people through um, just channels such as YouTube and Twitch, which some people feel like uh, 
CCP is underutilizing. So. Nice. Um, yeah, so uh, congratulations to him. Congrats. All right, I'm done now. Okay. <laughs> I think that brings us through what we've been playing. Let's uh, hit up some feedback, folks. We have feedback. Yay. Feedback. First question. First comment. First question from Hanukkah out of Seattle. Hey, Jason. How you doing? We like to see him at Midwest Gaming Classic. Uh, writes in says, Anna, uh, it was either this episode or last, you were talking about getting a soundtrack with a pre-order of an Atlas game. You said you were not going to pre-order. And then Chris mentioned something, and don't you want the soundtrack? Uh, and you mentioned that you were going to buy digitally. So my question is, uh, where do you go to buy soundtracks to games, particularly from Atlas, and more specifically for SMT Persona? I haven't searched in a while, but the last time I tried searching iTunes and Google, I couldn't really find much. Um, well, you tend to buy them, and you don't you tend to get them from PlayAsia? No. Okay. So here's what happened. Jason misheard what what we were talking about, or actually it was vague, so he didn't understand. You were going to buy a game digitally, not the soundtrack digitally. Oh, yes. And so what we'll do in that situation, if we really want the soundtrack at that point, instead of getting the little sampler that comes free with the game, um, is we'll go to CD Japan. So CD, uh, cdjapan.co.jp is the site. Um, and they, uh, they're a good import site for uh, getting Japanese soundtracks in the U.S. Um, yeah, I will, I will agree with the recommendation on CD Japan. That's where I got my copy of the Kingdom Hearts soundtracks when I got them. Um, as always, check iTunes stuff first for Japanese stuff because it will be cheaper that way. Um, Japanese oh, yeah. music is very expensive. The music industry um, in Japan has made it, or I don't know, the market is such that the price of music in Japan is much higher than it is in the U.S., and it's not changing anytime soon. But digitally is the way to get deals for that. Um, but if uh, if they don't have it, that's uh, CD Japan is the way I go. So, and um, I have also had success with, funnily enough, Amazon.co.jp. If you that can, read that can be a little hit and miss, and yeah, it's not really designed for English speakers so much. No, but uh, I mean, because Amazon.co.jp will not sell games outside of Japan. Mm-hmm. They, you know, if you try and add a game and you try and ship it to an address outside Japan, they'll say, no, this game is for Japan only. And that applies to basically everything. But um, like books, CDs, whatever, they will happily ship it. Also, if you have an Amazon Prime account, it does actually still seem to apply to Amazon.co.jp as well. Uh, and you will get like global priority shipping. It's not oh. free, but it's ch- it's ch- it's fairly cheap, and it okay. comes pretty quick. I didn't know that worked. Yeah, I, I mean, unless I was doing something wrong, that did seem to be how it worked. But viewers on the stream can see that if you go to Amazon.co.jp, there is no English. Oh yeah, yeah. well actually, I think you can. Tr- I think you can sort of translate the site roughly, but well, like through Google the- Translate or something. Or oh, I thought there was a button that said, "Hang on a second, let me check myself." Because oh, in English. Oh yeah, yeah, look at that. Okay, you're right. Yeah. In English, okay. and that basically, and well, I mean, even without that, though, you just have to remember that um, it's an Amazon site. Basically, everything is in the same place. Mm-hmm. But it really, really helps if you have a um, uh, if you're wanting looking to buy something in Japanese. Um, go to the, like the. Uh, Wikipedia article for the game that you're looking the soundtrack for. Uh, click on the Japanese link on the side, and then copy and paste the title into Amazon.co.jp. Mm. You'll probably get the game and its soundtrack in the search results. So I've just found UC Mobile Suit Gundam UC Seven Blu-ray, and the picture says Mobile Suit Gundam Unicorn Seven for twelve thousand five hundred yen. So there we go. Yeah, those Blu-rays are horrifyingly expensive. <laughs> that's that's a lot of money. <laughs> 
<laughs> go do a trans. Go go go. Figure it out for yourself. Twelve thousand five hundred yen. How much is that in dollars? And you can be just as shocked as as Alice and I are. So all right. <laughs> Next feedback is from Steven. Says hi guys and girl. Didn't forget you, Anna, and Alice. You forgot to write. It's Steven from the U.S. Or the UK, excuse me. We have emailed and twitched in the past, and I have to say, you are the friendliest bunch of premium quality podcast people I've had the pleasure to come across. Aww, yay. If I had one gripe, it would be that I wasn't in your inner circle. I'm about to become a father for the first time, and you will pretty much be my link to the gaming world. I've just partied with a 12,000 odd piece Final Fantasy collect. I've just parted with a 1,200 odd so 1200 odd piece final fantasy collection to a private collector for me it's time to put my games of past year i'm old school and today's standards of games don't really live up to the games of yesteryear as i lay my con- wait then why are you getting rid of your old games as i lay my controllers to rest and store away my handhelds i just wanted to let you know that over the last couple of years uh it's been a true pleasure to have you accompany my game nature all the best to all of you steven thank you steven but goodbye i guess that's sad <laughs> See, this is why I don't have kids. It seems like it seems like in the 21st century, I have a lot of friends over the years. As uh, you know, Shirley and I've been married for 16 years, of course, and we have friends who got married and then eventually have kids. And it seems like once they have kids, it's like they give up, you know, having a life at all. Totally get that kids are demanding on your time. Totally get you're not going to be spending 82 and a half hours a week any longer in World of Warcraft. But uh, you, you can have a little time here. Especially you got handhelds. Handhelds are perfect for, okay, baby's just falling asleep. I've got 15 minutes. I, I do have a couple of friends who have managed to make this work. And it's usually that last hour before bed or whatever. You don't have to give up everything that you love. You may have to taper it back. You may have to reprioritize it a little bit. But you don't have to give back everything that makes you who you are because you're having a new addition to the family. I mean, certainly there's going to be some weeks where you're pulling out your hair, but consider at least keeping the hand- handhelds are the, the easiest, you know, to just pop in, play, you know, before you go to bed, take it to bed, you know, as you're waiting to fall asleep or something like that. Those are the, those are the easiest ones to keep playing some of those retro old school RPGs on. I love my handhelds. Yeah. Well, I think for- Steven's comment was that he doesn't like modern game design. And for some people, cutting out their gaming to prioritize their children makes sense for them. Yeah, it's evil. This is why I don't have kids. I can't. I, you know, of course, I grew up. I grew up. I grew up with a mother who made it very clear. Like I would come, you know, I'd be like, "Hey, mom, can I join band? It's an after-school program. I need you to come pick me up uh, once a week or whatever it was." Mom was made it very clear. No, when I get home from work, I am tired and I want to watch TV. You know, that's you can say that's selfish. You could say that's mom was just tired. But that's how we were raised. Like we were not put in front of our parents' needs and desires. And we had our birthdays and we had Christmas and those were very nice. And our parents always went out to make those special. But as far as day to day, I'm going to give up all of my gaming and TV and everything to spend precious time with my kids. No, my mother never did not raise us that way. So I can't do it either. I I, no, 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 no. Not getting my PlayStation. Mm mm. Well, but now you're denying your child the right to be. Nope, nope. They can be themselves. My no, mother just no, sent me but to you're not room. having kids, so you're not allowing them to actually exist. Oh well, that's most yeah. Okay, whatever that means. Uh, that that goes way too much into uh, you know alternate realities. What <laughs> if you had a kid? Now you're denying them the right but, to exist. That's different than let's say no, no, not you know, what if. I mean, you're choosing not to have a child because you don't want to give up video games. So you're uh, that's that's simplification, games. but that's a, it's a contributing it's a contributing factor that I don't oh, want to okay. give up who I am. Ah. I'm too selfish, and I recognize that. Okay, but you're not going to do anything about it. 
No. Okay. No. All right. Just checking. All right. So we have a, finally, we have a voicemail. Um, let's see. Oh, man. This Google Translate transcription is terrible. I kind of saw my mom do that when we were growing up, too. It was like she would she really wanted to have nice things in life. But, of course, having kids meant money was always strained. So eventually she would just, you know, fighting against her nature. She would break and she'd go out and whip out the credit card and buy a new computer or put a pool on a second mortgage. And next thing you know, those debts piled up. Hmm. Yeah. Not a big fan of denying who you are. Embrace it. Otherwise, you just become miserable and unhappy. All right. Well, while Phil is um, doubling down on being alone without children, we are going to listen to this voicemail from Matt. Of course, that involves me pressing the right settings on the mixer, so hold on a second. <laughs> Here we go. Let's this try podcast that again. Is, is manufactured by quality. Yes. I mean, it's, I've got the Nintendo seal of quality. I mean, just like, you know, Funky Barn. Uh, it's Matt. Hi, Matt. I've always noticed that uh, Anna has a good way of understanding what I'm saying, but Chris, you have a hard time. Maybe it's from Texas accent, but um, I've been following your tweets, Chris, and I noticed you, you're not having a good time with uh, with the FF15 demo. And you know, I mean, I don't have. I don't have a PlayStation 4, so I don't really know, but, um, a lot of people, you know, I, I thought before the demo came out, there, there was a lot of positive impressions about it, but now that it actually demos got to public, there's being a little bit less positive, um, philosophy about it and it I don't think that necessarily that means trolling per se I think that people are staying what they are but I'm looking I'm looking forward to hearing what everything has to say about the uh, the FF15 demo so alright I think Matt summed up the situation pretty well. Pre-demo, a lot of positive buzz and from people who are being very gracious, and then now the demo's out and people are being harder on it because people well, like me don't know how to keep their mouth shut. <laughs> and here is something really important to remember. Someone like Square Enix, if they're going to bring people in or they're going to give to demo or they're going to mail them a demo, they are going to target um, primarily the people that they think will say the nicest things. God, really? You'd be stunned by how many people don't realize that. It's just one of those things that it's so nefarious, I think a lot of people don't think about it. So if you saw a lot of media impressions that were really positive previous to Type Zero coming out, that's why. And I mean, even then, there's just... We had a really interesting editorial that our editor-in-chief, um, Michael Cunningham, put up about. Yeah. Um, instead of sort of breaking down the demo, he broke down the things that need to be improved, added, or changed from the demo for the game to be great. Yeah, you can go check that on the site right now. What, what did he call that? 
just editorials, right? Yeah. Well, Final I mean, this, it, I mean, if you think about it, releasing the a demo, even if, even if it's, uh, even if it didn't exactly, I don't know, what's the word you use here? Screen well here. Click. It's yeah. a good idea because I mean, imagine how Everybody Final Fantasy is... Thirteen could have changed if I don't know. You kind of introduce some kind of feedback mechanism into it from a demo. Well, and that's the other thing is it's like even if people are saying quote bad things about the demo, um, everybody is talking about Final Fantasy Fifteen. No such thing as bad press, right? There is, mm. but I think in this case the dialogue that's going on is really good for them because it's not being universally panned. And I think that that sort of back and forth dialogue that keeps the game fresh in people's minds, even though I think it'll be out this year. I would be really surprised if it wasn't. I think at E3, they're going to tell us it'll be out this year. Oh, it might be out this, might be out this year in Japan. Yeah. I think at E3, they're going to tell us it's going to be out this year in at least one territory. So, we'll see. I'd still like to know if the PS4 is region locked, but... Um, don't know. Well, the PS4 a- isn't region locked. I don't think it is. No. You can import games like that uh, Puyo Puyo versus Tetris thing. That, I thought that was Xbox One that they did that on. No, PS4. Okay. My bad. So, yeah, according to Chris, it is not region locked. Hmm. Fair enough. So, will you import 15 in Japanese if it comes out this I'm year? I'm somewhat tempted to. Okay. But then again, it might also come out on PC. <laughs> um, it won't be parallel. Are no, you... I doubt oh. it. I doubt it will be, but... You're okay with waiting? I might be. Chris just ran away, and I don't know why. I think the doorbell must have rang. Okay, in breaking news, mm-hmm. somebody attacked our number two and completely failed. <laughs> and, and we are so far ahead now, it's not even funny. Well, that's good. Perfect. Yeah. So are we actually going to win this war? Yeah, it looks like it. That would make us five and one oh, no. if, if this gets pulled out. But yeah, we still got a lot of high level attacks. They don't. And uh, yeah, we're up. Uh, we're up three. Are we doing to 25. a puzzle and dragons catch up break now? No, no. We're Clash of Clans. That's what I yeah. meant. And we were just waiting for you to, to, to get back. Was that the door or something? No, um, I spilled pop on my desk. Chris. Oh, for God's sake, Chris. <laughs> Goodness, can't take you out anywhere. I am not out anywhere. I'm at home. <laughs> <laughs> I also want to say hello to the president of my fan club, Soft Paws. So hello, Seraphim Kitten. And if anybody else would like to join Soft Paws. Soft Paws is the name of your fan club? Yes. Why soft pause? Because I well, I, then. I remember there's a reason for it. Seraphim Kitten will have to tell us in the forums. You you're a terrible leader. Uh, I'm not the leader. He's the president. You're the CEO. Remember? I'm the CEO. Yes. <laughs> well, you did marry her. Yes. <laughs> the chief executive officer. He, he married into the means. business. Yes. Yes, I did. Apparently. <laughs> Okay. So does that mean I can give you orders? No. Wait, what's <laughs> your position again? Your C- Wait, what? What is your position again? I am the object of affection. But I'm the CEO. That sounds like I I'm your boss. No, I am above both of you. 
or do you just think that? <laughs> Seraphim Kitten. Maybe says, Seraphim's the real leader. Seraphim Kitten says he appreciates all the fine work you do as CEO. <laughs> So okay. while you are continuing to clean up your pop, I think it's time for the news. But I can't. Okay. First story. Pu- oh, okay. So Puzzle and Dragons on 3DS is going to have a release date. That's good. Yes. Otherwise, it means it's never coming out. Well, it was 2015 for a long time, but now they've nailed it down to May 22nd, 2015 for North America. Yay. So it is also going to be air quote, May in Europe. So this is a two-in-one game where you get both Puzzle and Dragon C and Puzzle and Dragon Super Mario Brothers Edition. Now, two distinct releases in Japan. Yes. So the first one is out in Japan. The second one is not out in Japan. So here is sort of an interesting question for you guys. I've seen on a bunch of websites that people think that Nintendo is going to release these two games... Uh, I mean, they're together physically. It's one cartridge. But do you think that they're going to pull sort of a Bayonetta where they're going to sell each game individually for $20 digitally, but if you buy one, you get the other for $10? No, because they didn't say that they were going to do that. And that's what I think. I think they would have announced it by now if they were going to do that. Because they announced that with Bayonetta pretty early. Really early, before they even took pre-orders for it. But uh, people seem utterly convinced on several websites that I've been looking at news for this that they are absolutely going to sell these games individually and I just don't understand where that sort of mentality comes from. Well, because it doesn't make sense how digitally it might make more sense for them to be separate. Um, I think that they won't because it'll make the physical customers really angry. Why? Why can't I buy the each game individually for $20. I only want the Super Mario Brothers one. I don't want Z. I guess that's, that seems that's like a argument. weird attitude to me, but okay. You would think so, right? Yeah, but you just made it up. So No, I, this is actually things that I see people saying in comments. Hmm. Anyways, we both really liked Puzzle and Dragon, so we are both psyched for this. And I kind of... I like the idea of a puzzle and dragon that has an end. Yes. Also, they announced that there's going to be an eShop demo in early May. So if you're not sold yet, you can try it out. Are you guys going to be picking up this game? Alice? Phil? Probably not. I might pick up just based on all your hype. (laughs) <laughs> got me all worked up puzzle well, i mean right. you can tell right just get the freaking iphone version and you can see if you like the gameplay and then you can go from there so this news is for alice and not for the rest yeah. of us yay so there is a triple tails pack coming exclusively for europe is that like a third of a kitsune no so it is a, a bundle containing tales of graces f Tales of Symphonia Chronicles, and Tales of Symphonia Dawn in the New World. So now, which it, of those were good games? Uh, F. That's it? Um, I think the Tales of Symphonia remake was okay. I think most people quite liked it. So why is this for Alice? Doesn't Alice have these like in Japanese already? Because uh, it's I Europe actually, only? Well, the other thing is... Uh, well, I do already have Tales of Graces F. Um, do I have it more than once? I might do. 
I can't remember. Um, but also, um, I was planning at some point of tagging just the Symphonia 1 remake onto one of my other import orders the next time I import something, because I think I can get it real cheap. Because I never had a PS2 copy of Symphonia. I mostly just wanted and to so round my collection out. so this will give you out. that, right? Yeah, but I, I don't really want Dawn of the New World, so... Okay, well, for Europeans who do want it, it's coming out uh, this week, March 27th, and it looks retail exclusive, um, and it'll be 19.99 euros, 19.99 pounds. Got to admit, that's not a bad price for it, though. Right. And I think that's the thing, is I think they're trying to sort of catch up people that may have skipped one of those games. So we'll see. So this is a story that Wheels will be very happy to hear. So Dragon Quest Heroes now has DLC. It's first. Wait, no, latest. My bad. So this is, the latest DLC includes a sub-story for Terry, which was a character in Dragon Quest VI. So, in addition, it's, uh, the DLC includes the Terra sub-story, Terry sub-story, new special battles, new quests, and the ability to view characters' story-clear movies. Because you can do stories for a whole bunch of different characters. So, and for those who aren't sure what Dragon Quest Heroes is, it's a Musu-like game, very similar to Dynasty Warriors and yeah. Hyrule Warriors. Yeah, think Hyrule Warriors, but Dragon Quest this time. Except with more RPG elements. Yeah. So it's a PS3, PS4 game in Japan. Um, it is a PS4 exclusive in North America and Europe, and it will be out later in 2015. Probably going to get a release date or a release window at E3. Sweet. How's the cleanup going? Uh, you, you should keep going. <laughs> I like you doing this. That bad, eh? Uh-huh. All righty. So who likes Idea Factory? We do, because they might advertise with us. <laughs> All right. So Idea Factory has become our new, BS- our new besties. And they have set a release date for Omega Quintet. Um, so Omega Quintet basically is... Um, it is a pop idol game crossed with an action RPG. I'm not. I what does that mean? Seen, yeah, I haven't seen the battle trailer, which we have up on our site. So definitely check that out when you get a second to see if you uh, like the idea of how this game is going to work. It is coming out in North America, uh, April 28th. And Europe is going to have a split release. Physical copies ship on May 1st. Uh, Digital copies become available May 6th. And this is a PlayStation 4 game. Oh, is it now? Yes. We would actually be interested in picking this up, Chris. No, probably not. Well, and you like pop idol games. Don't give me that. This is a fighting game. You know what? I think that you should watch the trailers. I am. And you don't like it? It looks like a... Well, we'll see. Yeah, this is going to get pre-ordered. I don't know about that. <laughs> I like uh, Anime Man's comment. I'm like, woohoo, stoked for this game because I love this type of game. Shut up, all you haters. 
Thank you, anime man. All right. So this is Manny news. Well, where's Manny? No, he's not here. Well, it's kind of you you news, too. Uh, Not money, but I play money on TV. What is it? (laughs) Well, Legend of Grimrock 2 is now available on Mac. Oh, that's just smashing. (laughs) Why did he turn British? I don't know. (laughs) Like with a really bad British accent, too. All right. So originally released in October of last year, um, it is now going to be coming to Mac through online retailers such as Steam, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it is available now and will have a 40% discount until March 23rd. So you only have a short amount of time to get on the discount, guys. Chop, chop. So, um, yeah, it's the sequel to the game that came out in 2012. Chris has played the first one, kind of liked it, kind of got frustrated with it. Um, yeah, I don't know that I'll be picking this one up. It's on sale right now. Yeah. But I think if you didn't... The problem is, is you kept liking and not liking the first one. Yeah. I think that you should maybe watch some, like, Let's Plays and stuff of this before you decide to buy it. I don't think this is uh, Phil's type of game or Alice's type of game, so... Or, or you could just go out and buy it. Smashing. Support some developers today. (laughs) Right. Okay, no, seriously, that's British. So, it, it certainly is painful. I don't know how British it is. So we've also started a new feature on RP Gamer, which is called, well, the mystery box. Um, shouldn't it be Mimic? <laughs> I, <laughs> you know what? You're going to have to suggest that to Softful Silk now. Mm. So basically, as a lot of people know, there are now 8 billion services for you to get boxes of crap every month. Woo! And we sign up. We actually are In the Privateer house, we love boxes of crap. Yes. We have two boxes of crap that come monthly. Um, one is the loot crate. And the other one is a pet box. So not only do we get crap every month, but our cats get crap every month. Mm-hmm. We are crap That's how sad we are. <laughs> So, um, Softful Silk, Ken, is um, going to be working on this new feature. And Nobody knows what you mean by Softful Silk. Mm-hmm. Ken Staples. Yes. Right. He's Softful Silk on Twitter and on chat. How do you spell Softful Silk? C-O-F-L. Yeah, exactly. It's spelled with a C, so nobody knows what that is. Oh, fine. <laughs> so, he breaks down two boxes in this month's column. One of them is the arcade block, and one of them is the indie box. So, go ahead and check out the column. And um, definitely leave uh, feedback on the message forums because we would love to hear what sort of boxes you want to see, whether you like this feature, whether you bought the boxes that were in the feature. Um, You know, any kind of feedback is totally appreciated on this because it's a really fun feature and we definitely want want to have um, some feedback and direction from you guys about where you're going to go with it. Cool. Cool. So there was also a lot of very fascinating news about Final Fantasy XI this week. Oh, fascinating. So, um, um. So, uh, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of mostly just interested in this expansion pack thing that they're talking about. Yeah, right. so they've got a story expansion first and foremost, yeah. right? So there, there's like 
four things that they announced. Um, one, support for PlayStation 2 and Xbox 360 players is ending in March 2016. So you've got a Finally, year liberation from the console versions that hold the PC version back. Yes. So that's number one. Number two, they are putting out a new um, expansion pack. And it's the ultimate... It's not story. an expansion pack. This is free content that it's, you just It's get. a free expansion pack. Okay. It's got a oh, lot of content. Are they, did they actually announce that it was free? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because I know that the preview, even the micro one, like the smaller scenario stuff, like the Abyssia stuff, was still retail at like, I think it was like $10 or something. Okay. Now I'm doubting if it's going to be free. Anyways, um, this is the final story scenario, and it is called Rhapsodies of Vanadil. So it will um, be split into three parts. The first one is going to be available in May. The next one is going to be available in August. And the third one is going to be available in November. And there's also going to be the Goddess Gala, which is a large multi-campaign event for players to jump in and play. And the other thing that they announced is that uh, Final Fantasy XI is coming to mobile phones. So, Yay? Um, they have not given a lot of information about this yet. So we don't know what phones it's going to be compatible with. We The only thing that we know is being developed by Nexon. Boo. So it's going to have a speedier battle system and a system to make party forming so, easier, and that's pretty much all we know at this point. We don't even know if it's going to connect to the place to the current PC version. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> no, because the, um, the 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 changes that they've made um, suggest that um, the two versions won't be. They claim basically. it will feature optimized features for mobile devices to create an immersive, responsive, and dynamic experience. Battles <laughs> optimized for a touch control interface, along with improvements to core Final Fantasy XI systems, will provide players smoother gameplay. So yeah, it sounds separate, mm-hmm. but hard to say. And the- they showed some weird. There's a Japanese only presentation that has some screenshots of some of the ideas they've got, but they don't really have like a good They're video really of footage or anything. Really early in development. It um, sounds like. Additionally, the expansion thing, the scenario, uh, it's called Rhapsodies of Vanna Deal. You're talking about things that I've already talked about. And they did say in their press release, it is not disc-based expansion or premium con- downloadable content. Okay. So, so that means free. Okay. <laughs> it's part of an update. So. You interrupted me. Yep, I wasn't I did. done with the news because there's a fourth thing. Go for it. Final Fantasy Grandmasters. This looks like they reused Final Fantasy XI artwork to make a new mobile game. Yep. Free to play with cash shop purchases. Beta test starting in Japan in April, and it will be available for iOS and Android. No word on whether it's going to come worldwide. Lots of Final Fantasy news. Mm-hmm. I'm just interested in the uh, the um, rhapsodies. What's it called? Uh, well, the goddess Gala and the rhapsody thing. Yeah. I mean, there's still a lot of things that I need to do in Final Fantasy XI. I realized. Need. I even logged in, need I even is a logged strong word. I think you okay, need. Okay, need, but I, I kind of still feel. Here's I what you the... need to do every week. You need to deliver missiles in Eve. That's all you need to do. All right. Yeah, but I've done that. But you need to I do more of it. Week. But my no, my point is though. But is there's so I, many people who haven't experienced the joy of a missile delivery. Yep. Yeah, Have we received our missiles at yet? The very, at the very least, I should oh, probably missiles? finish the main storyline, like the main storyline stuff that I haven't finished. 
Well, this thing's going to ra- apparently it's going to like be a jumbo like mega story crossover with all the characters from the other stories put together. Yeah, too. so I should probably start finishing those off. I mean, yeah. okay, I've done the main one. I've done Rise of the Zillart. I did Chains of Arathia. I've done Treasures of Atogan. I never finished Wings of the Goddess though. Okay. <laughs> I never finished Abyss. I never finished Abyssia's story content. And I'm still working my way through the Adulin stuff. Okay. And I I didn't finish any of the three add-on scenarios either. Oh jeez. Really stupid of me. Are those uh? Can you like solo all that now? Uh, I can solo everything except possibly the final sections of the Adulin storyline. Okay. Because uh, what they've done is they've now. Um, when they implemented the trust system, which was the summonable NPC things that allows you to basically create your own little party of NPCs. Yeah. Um, they have now extended that system so that you can summon them inside the various mission battlefields in the various um, for the various story fights that Who you have Who needs do. friends anymore? I mean, admittedly, some of them I can probably solo by myself. I did... Um, the final boss of Treasures of Atogan by myself. I, I finished the fight on 47 health out of my 1,300, but I still finished it. Okay. Now you're making me want to go back and finish stuff. That's a dangerous thing. Me back in 11. I'd be down for that. I still haven't leveled up to 99 in anything yet. How do we get up to level... Uh, we're going to take this offline. All right. We'll talk about this later. <laughs> um, Europe is getting X-Cave on 3DS. You want to tell us about it, Anna? No. You took over. Oh. But I like you doing the news. Four ninety nine on the eShop in Europe, and you can get that uh, on March 26, 2015. It's called X-Cave, and if I recall right, it didn't review well. But I don't remember 100%. Let's see, review, clicky click, yeah, two out of five. We did not like it, so. Rodeo Games has announced a game called, uh, oh, they're the people who make the Warhammer Quest game on iOS, which is awesome. It's recently been released on PC and Mac. They've got a new one coming out called Warhammer 40K Death Watch Tyranid Invasion. How's that for subtitles? Warhammer 40,000 Death Watch Tyranid Invasion. Um, so this is uh, these same developers now switch into the Warhammer 40K universe, and they've got a little video that doesn't really explain anything about how the game works, but it is still going to be turn-based strategic battles, and so that should be awesome, and it's coming out on iOS. Um, you need at least iOS 8, it looks like, um, and that's all we know for now. So Space Marines coming to your um, tactical iOS Warhammer gameplay. Chris is interested. All right. Langrisser. Who's who's excited to play a Langrisser game? Hasn't it been like a decade since one came out? Uh, 24 years ago. Okay. So a little bit longer than that, uh, according to uh, Jim Mason on our forums. So there's new details about the revival of the Langrisser series. Uh, let's see. Messiah Games is making it on 3DS, which we know now, or we knew already. It has a Japanese release date for July 2015. It's a strategy RPG. It's called Langrisser Reincarnation. And it's uh, story details. Who cares? Uh, multiple endings, um, branching stories, and you get to make choices that affect how the story branches and the endings. And there's love confessions from 28 different characters that uh, and all that stuff plays into the game's ending. So 
that's some details, but uh, still no word on a Western release. So, oh, sorry. In other, like, kind of pseudo news, there's a live demo video of Tokiden Kiwami. This is the expanded version of Tokiden, which is kind of a Monster Hunter clone. Uh, this one's coming on uh, March tw- 31st to the U.S. and the 27th to Europe. This is the one that's going to be on PS4 and I think Vita as well. And uh, you can check out what the live footage of that looks like if you've been trying to decide if you want to get into Tokiden and uh, do some not monster hunter monster hunting. Fossil Fighters came out on Friday and Nintendo put out some more details about it. Um, this is a game where you are excavating fossils of dinosaur-like creatures called vivosaurs, reanimating them and using them to battle against other vivosaurs. That doesn't sound anything like Pokemon. Um, you travel around in a bone buggy. It's Pokemon. It's, you search out fossils that you then take back, clean them, bring them back to life using special technology as opposed to normal technology. Uh, battles are turn-based. <laughs> and uh, let's see... Uh, you can find battles in a number of ways through the main campaign, through daily tournaments, or via Street Pass. There's also local co-op where you can visit fossil sites together in your own bone buggies, and then local wireless battles. Woo! Game's thirty bucks. They've got an official site, and there's going to be extra content unlocked um, uh, on the official site as of Friday. So if you want to go play around on the site. This looks like uh, more aimed at a younger crowd, I think. It is. I mean, here's the thing is, I remember playing the first one at E3 a few years back. Yeah. And it never, it struck me as a well-constructed game, but it was completely forgettable. Mm. So I never remembered to buy it. And it was at the same time, kind of the RPG community was really salty about the fact that Nintendo chose to put this out instead of Archaic Sealed Heat. I think this is the first one that we get, though, isn't it? No, second. Hmm. Okay. Do you want to so, play Fossil Fighters, Anna? I don't know. It sounds okay, but I just don't want to buy it. Hmm. Yeah, 30 bucks. Uh, no, 30 bucks is a very reasonable price for it. I just don't want to buy it right now. Yeah. So, hey, if someone wants to buy it and send it to me, I'm not going to stop them. Okay. Sounds good. If you want to buy and send me a car, I'm not going to stop you either. <laughs> the Elder Scrolls Online is getting some changes. Uh the launch of their Tamriel Unlimited update is uh, bringing these changes. All right. Subscription system's gone. And all you got to do is buy the game to be able to log in indefinitely. Uh, people who currently have active subscriptions have been granted ESO Plus membership, which gets you DLC access, experience and money boosts, and an allotment of crowns, which is the game's virtual currency that can be spent on vanity and convenience items. Uh, they've got a new video up that we've got on our site. You can go check out, see some of the stuff that they put in the game. Uh, over the past six major updates that they've had. Uh, It's uh, currently available, and a console release is coming on June 9th. So time to go download The Elder Scrolls Online and check it out now that it's free, right? Maybe? No? Nah. No? I'm not going to bother. Chris might bother. The Elder Scrolls. This is my problem. Too many MMOs to play. Too many. Indeed. I think I've managed That's to kind of narrow it for a while. Uh, I think I've managed to like narrow it down to basically uh, Final delivery. Fantasy fourteen and like Eve at the moment. Eve Online missile delivery. Still, well, I mean, what the else? Game what else would I problem. be doing? I mean, Eve is basically a game of you know high missile velocity delivery. munitions delivery. So it just varies who you deliver the munitions at. Surely. Hmm. 
So I can't just buy the game, download the game. You have to buy it still. I don't want to buy it. Chris? I don't want to buy the game. Then don't. Oh, is that how that works? Yeah. You can still buy the digital Imperial edition. <laughs> Why would you? So you can play as an Imperial and you get a nice white horsey. Oh, fine. You also get a mud crab vanity pet and um, a couple of rings to get an experience bonus when you play with your friend. That's the sort of crap you like. I know you like that. <laughs> I know you like that. Oh, we've got our special rings, and when we play together, we get experience boosts. I like playing with you. Oh, speaking Ooh. of special rings, um, yeah. I had the opportunity uh, to attend a Final Fantasy fourteen wedding. They are actually pretty good. Yeah? Ooh. Yeah. A uh, friend of mine and his boyfriend. Oh. This isn't people in our... Um... No, this, these were people in our free company. Oh, they are! Awesome! Speaking of, somebody recently asked, um, what free, where servers are we on? And uh, Anna and I aren't currently playing, but if you want to play Final Fantasy XIV with RPGamer folks, Leviathan is the server you want to join. It and is. What's the name of the free company to, to Res seek Arcana. out? R-E-S-A-R-C-A-N-A. Anyone in the free company can invite people. Sweet, but they need to know the name of someone in the free company, I bet. Yeah, but there's a list if you log into the... Uh, if you look on Lodestone, yeah. the armory equivalent for Final Fantasy XIV, it does list everyone in Ares Arcana. There you go. So you just message someone, they will invite you, and then they will party you to death. Party! In a good way. Party! No? No. No. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> just denied oh and we also now have a bigger house as well we have a pool table right Our house in the middle uh, of the oh it's a poker room isn't it yeah. yeah it's a poker room that we've got but uh, yeah unfortunately um, we did have to remove balance from the free company which I still feel really bad about mm. what does that mean balance, well, ba- balance, passed, balance away. passed away a while ago oh jeez but we left his character in the free company. Oh my gosh! But uh, <laughs> he had heavy. a pri- we had a private chamber in the he had a private chamber in our old free company house, and uh-huh. those can only be deleted by the person who owns them or by removing them from the free company. We asked the GMs if they could grant us an exception, and the lead GM said no. Jeez. Same. Yeah. So our our new our new free company house, it's we, we bought a medium one, is built in memory of him. So. Yay. Shame, but yeah. I still feel a little bad about it. But we needed that real estate space. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I I just wanna like end the show now. Goodness. You brought me down. Sorry, Chris. I'm going to go play The Elder Scrolls Online. No! That will definitely bring you down. Yeah, that will. Oh, that's a good point. It's just, I can't make it better. I can't make it better. All right. Oh, look at that. I can get a deal. $13 oh, for off. Sake. A Vernum 2. Control huh? thyself. But thou must. I don't know what's going on. But thou must play Elder Scrolls Online. Right. Oh, yeah. But thou must. No? No! Oh, okay. All right. All right. Good. Fine. Fine. 
I'm gonna... Sophie, what is your malfunction? She doesn't like all the trash on the floor now. There's trash on the floor? Yeah, I had to put things off of my desk when I threw like a bottle of soda on it, all right? Well, perhaps you shouldn't throw a bottle of soda on your desk. In the and perhaps you should go buy a Vernum 2 on your iPad because it's coming out on April 15th. Vernum 2 Crystal Souls will be releasing on the iPad April 15th. It's a remake of the original Vernum 2 and the made by Spider-Man Which was software. a remake of uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's a remake of a remake of a remake. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, yeah, these guys, this, this, he keeps re-releasing the same. I think this one was a, this one you had to do a little research on because at first I was like, is, is this a new game? It's got a different subtitle than the old games, or at least it seems to. And they weren't, nowhere in the, in the news reports that I was reading, did it, may, or even on the GOG webpage where they're selling it um, on GOG, nowhere did it make it clear that this is actually just a a remake or a port or whatever of the old one. Uh, I had to dig down deep before I figured out, yes, for a fact, they've done a little rewriting. He's bringing it into the his quote-unquote new engine, which still looks really old by today's standards, but it, it does look better than, than the older games if you played them. Um but uh, yeah, essentially, if you've already got the older games, uh, especially for some of the – I forget what the price was. But I remember at the time seeing it – I don't remember if it was on GOG or IOS or what. But I saw that price and I was like, eh, not worth it for you know for something I've essentially already owned. It just – either way, these games look old. It's not like this brings us into the 3D graphics and high resolution and it's just – yeah. So go and make your own decision but understand that this is – if you've already got the Avernum series from one of the Steam or GOG sales or you've already, you know, whatever, this is just bringing that up just a little bit, bringing it into his new engine with some rewriting. Okay. There you go. Avernum stuff. It's a follow-up to Avernum Escape from the Pit, which is that on it's the... A, is it's that a on series. The, yeah, that's already on the Yeah, it's There's like, like six, six of them, right? There's like six games of the Avernum, plus he has Gene Forge, uh, and there's another one. So if you're into these old isometric, very old school Ultima style games, uh, these are these are pretty meaty. I mean, the demos alone, you can go onto his website. It's Spida, it's Spiderweb. Don't put the R in there. Spiderweb, uh, I believe, dot com or something like that, or just Google Spiderweb Games RPGs, and it'll you know it'll eventually pull up. It's uh, Spiderweb I, software spelled the normal way. Yeah, it, it's. Um, yeah, you're those. not ditching the R in that. Yeah, it's just spiderwebsoftware.com, and it's right there. They got them all. Listed. I got spideweb.com without the ER as his website. Spidweb. Spidweb? I don't know but, what uh, that is. That's it. Well, that, he's got two websites, apparently. Spidweb.com, which is one I have bookmarked, and yeah, now I well, see one called Spiderweb Software. Well, apparently, you finally acquired the real one. <laughs> Well, they're both mirror. I'm looking at both of them now on yep. two different tabs. They you essentially look the picked same. picked up the right URL. So spiderwebsoftware.com for I Jeff Vogel, Marion Crisen, and I think that's the two of them. One will make the games and the other one runs the company. I don't know. Anyway, they got a list of the games, which is uh, not so many. Uh, yeah, here it is. You can, get, you can get Avedon. You can you can get Spiderweb the comp- or you can get Avernum the Complete Saga, which has all uh-huh. six games for two dollars and ninety nine cents. Uh-huh. Or you can get he's put the first two games he he's remade the first two games in his new engine. The first one is showing on sale for two forty nine. The second one is showing on sale for fourteen ninety nine. So my my advice would be if you're really what in love with the new the engine, the new one is twenty dollars on what I'm seeing. Um, at GOG.com. Escape from the Pit, $20 on his website. 
Oh, you're on yeah. God. Okay. Never buy stuff, by the way, boys and girls, from his website. I love Got this it. guy to death, but he always charges full price on his website. So um, yeah, GOG shows the first game, the first remake game is $10 retail. They've got it 75% off for $250. And then Avernum 2 retail $20, they've got it uh, $14.99, 25% off. But my advice is if you really love the new engine and you're dying to play the Avernum games of the new engine, which, again, if you look at the screenshots, it really isn't that awesome, um, <laughs> then – then wait for him to inevitably get through remaking the rest of them, and then he'll inevitably re-release them as one bundle. And then that bundle will go on sale for like two nine nine, like the current bundle is, uh, the old school bundle. So, well, by then yeah. he'll start remaking them again, right? Precisely, because it's like the third or fourth time I've lost track. Okay. <laughs> well, Avernum. Avernum. Something. Next story. <laughs> oh, we've got, uh, hey, we got a new podcast on RP Gamer. It's called Q&A Quest. We got a pilot episode up. Go download it. It's made by Wheels. You know, the person who was doing Q&A is back doing Q&A, the pilot. And you can go listen to it and provide feedback. So there. I haven't listened to it yet, so I can't really promote it any more than that. I wasn't going to go. I was trying to, you know. Trying not to admit that. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Drunk feedback. Ooh, sweet. Lots of comments on it, too. So go check it out. Um, fun, let's see. We have the editorial about Final Fantasy XV, which we already talked about. How would you like to go and experience a real-life version of Ropa? Yes, that's right. You can experience NIS America's um, staging of a real-life Rumpa murder mystery at Anime Kanji 2015 in, on April 4th. Presumably, nobody will actually die. Let's hope so. Or let's hope nobody dies. And uh, they got a little trailer. It's creepy, and it shows the teddy bear running around bopping people with a hammer. I don't know what's going on. And, uh, yeah, there will even be a class trial. So if you're going to Anime Kanji in uh, San Diego on April 4th, you can go and participate in the real-life Rumpa murder mystery. Okay, apparently nobody on the podcast cares about that. All right, so Pen and Paper, Knights of Pen and Paper 2 finally has a release date, May 14th. It'll be coming out, and uh, this is a 16-bit version of Knights of Pen and Paper. And uh, if you remember that, that's uh, kind of the... Uh, it was a game that's, it's, I don't know, it's got a mobile version, a PC version, where it's like you're playing a role-playing game with people, but it's got it's computer systems in it, so you have a battle system and all that stuff. So it's it's... You're not like actually playing a role-playing game. You're more leveling up stats and battling systems. And there's funny jokes and stuff as you go along. So I'll leave all that to you to check out. Knights and Pen and Paper 2, May 14th. Magicka 2 is coming out as well on May 26th. Um, by the way, did you guys know Helldivers is from the Magicka folks? And it's probably something we should be covering more. Nope. Hell Divers. That's yeah, it's a PlayStation exclusive. Anyway, so Magicka 2 coming out PlayStation 4 and PC on May 26th. It'll be 15 bucks. Um, it is still a co-op action adventure uh, where you're trying to rid the world of Midgard of evil. It It is set after Magicka Wizard Wars. Um, so most of the other wizards have been eradicated, leaving only the mad and the maniacal. Um, whatever that means. Uh, the spellcasting system from the first game returns. Um, still allowing for lots of mistakes as well as successes and, uh, drop in and drop out 
uh, co-op play is the name of the game in Magic 2. And so we'll see how that goes. Yeah, if you, haven't, if you haven't tried that, it's an interesting uh, game, kind of a side-scroller. But to cast the spells, um, you press a combination of different uh, keys, like one key will be tied to your fire, one will be the earth. And by combining these different elements, you come up with all these different spells. And, and if you don't immediately run out and read an FAQ, some of the fun is just experimenting with different spell combinations to see you know, what it'll come up with. Like putting water and life together might bring down healing rain, for example. So, and when everything, or you might unleash you, a steam be- beam that destroys all your co-op partners. Yeah, which is super fun. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm all about destroying my partners. That's why they don't invite me back. No. <laughs> <sighs> well, for you, Phil, uh, you can go and download uh, Breath of Fire Six: Guardians of the White Dragons. Oh, yeah, not White so Dragon. much. But thanks for offering, Chris. No, it's a it's a pocket MMORPG for smartphone devices. Uh, it looks like one. Um, it is a, a pocket game. Still, it is a mobile game, and there's Breath of Fire characters in it, and you know that style. There's dragons and wolf people and people with swords, and there's uh, <laughs> I don't know what's going Dra- on. Dragons I know, and swords. Yeah, I know. They're just showing screenshots here. Silicon Era Empire. Silicon Era has like pictures from uh, Famitsu about the game and it looks like uh breath of dragon artwork and excuse me breath of fire artwork um but the rest of it looks very mobile and we don't know how good it will actually be and the presumption is that it will not be and there's a town lobby and you can recruit buddies for multiplayer missions and you can play team up other four other players and you get to put your skills together take on enemies in dungeons and so this feels like kind of an online monster honey type thing so i don't know what's going on Except it's dungeons I'd, instead of a big monster. Might be fun. I just don't sit around playing too many games on my my cell phone. The batteries just strain on cell phones when you start playing games on it. Yeah, playing just the iPad way too fast. Well, yeah, but if I'm gonna iPad aside from you know Clash of Clans and a couple of other tiny games, really, if I'm gonna get really into a game, I'd rather just have my my DS and grab. I got like my Vita, my DS, and I just grab one of those. I, I the touch screen drives me crazy after a while, but I can see why some people like it. Uh, Wow, there's a lot of games out there, especially for the iPad. Well, we'll see what happens when Breath of Fire 6 comes out. Um, everyone assumes that it's going to stink. So we'll see if that's actually the case. Etrian Mystery Dungeon is going to have free DLC for a month after launch, says Atlas. Go out and buy yours today. Pre-order. Okay. Why, why is she it'll booing? Be, it'll be available until May 5th, and that means she has to buy it sooner than she wanted to. Um, oh, 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 Yeah. So let's see. Um, It's like a few different quests and then uh, a couple DLC quests that are repeatable. And, oh, you know, I don't know. First three DLCs. Let's see. The free DLC will be available on May 5th. I don't know which of these are actually free and which of these are just announcing. I think all five of these are actually free. So get the game and you get like five DLC quests. They're just, you know, it's, it's a mystery dungeon. So a quest is like, go in the dungeon, do this. And then you might get something that you unlock for a reward. So... That's Quest, and you'll have to pay like a buck or a buck fifty or two bucks or whatever for these things if you wait. But if you get the game soon, then you get them for free. So, all right, here's something cryptic. Screenix was interviewed. Um, Screenix was interviewed. Uh, yeah, Yosuke Matsuda, the company president of Square Enix, uh, was it, spoke with Nikkei. Uh, what is Nikkei? 
I don't even know. Is Nikkei a news site? Yeah, news site, site sort of thing. Uh, and they uh, had an interview talking about blah, 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 blah. But here's the important part. At the moment, we have major titles such as Dragon Quest Heroes and Final Fantasy Type-0 HD. In 2015, I believe we will offer a vast number of high-end games in both the domestic market and overseas. Now that we've already announced Final Fantasy 15, we will also reveal information on another JRPG. I believe we have a bit of surprise in store for this one. Um, and I can't say much for now, but it's a JRPG for consoles. Also, our Western study, uh, studios have the latest Tomb Raider title with Rise of the Tomb Raider, Just Cause 3, and many other titles that I believe we can have high expectations of. For now, we're preparing all kinds of things for E3. So it sounds like they'll be announcing a new JRPG at E3. Ooh. Are we excited? Apparently not. Okay. Um, they also then go on to talk about esports and Nazgoth is supposed to be their esports title. Um, does anyone even remember what Nazgoth is? No. Chirp, 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 chirp. Oh, whatever. Is this Nazgoth? That's not Nazgoth. What is this? They should. I'm seeing a screenshot of something on here, but it looks more like a Vermilion game. But uh, you know, whatever. Oh, there you go. Square Enix, RPGs, still making them. That's all I got for you. If that's not good for you, I'm sorry. Uh, Let's see what else we have. Uh, Legend of Heroes, Trails in the Sky, FC Evolution. It's a Vita version of Legend of Heroes, Trails in the Sky. We talked about it in the past. Um, There's going to, uh, it's going to come out on March 26th, it looks like. Uh, A demo for it, sorry. The demo will be out March 26th. In Japan. So I don't think we're... I don't know that we're going to get the the uh, remade Vita version of the first game in, in the West, unfortunately. Um, but uh, if you have access to Japanese Vita, you can download the demo of the Japanese version of Trails in the Sky FC Evolution on March 26th. And everyone else can just be disappointed and keep waiting for the localization of the second game in the series. Aww. All right. If that sounds a disappointment. If that just makes you frustrated and you want to instead spend your money on something, I have something for you. Go to Kickstarter and type in Mother colon the, arran- the original arranged soundtrack album. And you will see a localization project for a vinyl album that came out uh, of arranged music for the original Mother game from the NES. This album will not be available digitally. It is being localized purely on vinyl. (laughs) So that is... And I guess it was a vinyl album originally. Uh, And it has funded, and you can buy into this project right now, And um, assuming they actually complete things, which shouldn't be hard because they know exactly how much it should cost... (laughs) and they've reached their goals, um, they, then you can get a vinyl album of uh, arranged mother music. Not digital. Not available digitally. No plans for it to be released digitally. So kind of weird. But uh, there you go. Um, uh, quick question, Chris. Is it going to be released digitally? It's no. But they actually made some announcements to this that changed. Okay, here we go. If, if they get to $70,000... They will put um, copies available on CD, a thousand of them. If they get to eighty thousand dollars, they'll make two thousand copies on CD. Yeah, huh? It's, yeah, it's kind of like weird. People right? are paying. <laughs> wait, wait. 
They're going to make 2,000 available for sale if they get 10,000 more dollars yeah, I don't or something know what, like that? Yeah, uh, 30,000 actually, or 25,000 so more from where they are. Essentially, those CDs would be pretty much paid for and, I don't know and then how that's they're going to sell them. I don't know how it's going to work. But uh, you go check it out. It's a weird Kickstarter. I used to, I used to do, uh, uh, we used to, we used to release our website. Yeah. On uh, CD-ROM and it's really pretty cheap when you're doing a thousand, two thousand CDs, uh, whether it's CD-ROM or music or whatever. It's pretty easy to have a duplicating service, pump those guys out for you. It doesn't cost that much. Well, but you don't have to pay license costs for an imported soundtrack. Mm. Yeah. I wonder if they'd have to pay more licensing. Mm -hmm. All right. Well. Oh, they do have to pay licensing. But uh, yeah, so there's all that sort of stuff going on. Um, what do I want to tell you about? Oh, uh, there's a new Mega Evolution <laughs> special for Pokemon XY, but it's only out in Japan right now. It's going to be coming out on March 19th, which already happened. A couple days ago, it came out. The Strongest Mega Evolution Act 3, which follows up the other two Mega Evolution specials, which already aired in the U.S., um, so you can go track that down and watch an English version or a, a Japanese version of it, rather. I don't know when it's coming out in the U.S. Um, but, you know, in case you really care about import Pokemon anime, I want to keep you up to date on that. So, you know, I think that's important. No? Okay. Well, uh, with that, we can talk about a new Bandai Namco and Sega RPG involving anime creators. Um, I don't even know how to pronounce this. Zuccess Heaven. Z, uh, it's X U C C E S S. So the way we've been taught in the past is X is pronounced cross, right? So that would be cross success heaven. I don't know what that means. All right. <laughs> Zuccess Heaven is considered to be the first animation RPG for smartphone games. <sighs> I didn't notice this earlier. It's a smartphone game, guys. It's a smartphone game. And there's. The story in the near future Japan, set in the stage of an alternate Tokyo with five different schools, and the story tells the fight of the youths known for having a special power called the Zuccess. That is so anime. Um, I, I, uh, they've got trailers. It's I, I don't care anymore. It's a mobile game. Probably going to stink. It's a mobile you anime know. game. Because there's a lot of great ones of those, right? No? Yes? Nobody cares. Okay. Hey, you know they got Legend of Grimrock one or two, one and two on sale on GOG. Yeah, I, I heard. Yeah, it's on sale. Seven bucks for the first one. Is it on bucks sale? For the second one. Yeah. Can I get for twenty two hours? Yeah, that's what GOG is. I love GOG. Perfect. DRM free, digital, boom, done. All right, as long as I can. No get it client. Digitally. Yeah, I'm a big <sighs> fan of GOG. They had a whole bunch of those indie games on sale. Now, if you didn't enjoy your time with the Final Fantasy XV demo like me, it turns out there's some weird stuff you can do, like mainly getting hit by a car to clip yourself outside of the boundaries on the map, and then you can go run around the world and experience parts of the demo that were not actually meant to be part of the demo for you to, ex- to experience. That sounds really hard and annoying. You can just go watch videos of it on YouTube, and to the point where you actually find titan caught in some sort of clip of animation and uh or you can run around and get stuck in various parts of the of the world but uh yeah if you want to go and break your final fantasy 15 demo um by by getting out of where you're supposed to be you can do it and there are videos about it right now on youtube go uh, have fun doing that that looks really cool (laughs) 
they found Titan, which is not part of the demo. I think is awesome. Uh, all right. Let's see. What else we got? Mm. If you are in Denmark and have extra blood, you can donate it in order to get a copy of Bloodborne. Yes. Yes. <laughs> if you, There is a blood drive going on. Um, and you can get uh, a list of different games from up on PlayStation. Um, and you also get a chance to win a PlayStation 4. But yeah, the primary focus of the, of the program is uh, give blood for Bloodborne. So, <laughs> so if you want to do that in Copenhagen on Monday, March 23rd, you go to the ITU in Copenhagen, uh, go to the atrium uh, from 12 to 5 p.m. And uh, you can get a copy of Bloodborne by donating blood. So I think that's pretty cool. Uh, that's really cool. <laughs> All right. So let's see. So I, that brings us to the end of our news, folks. And it makes me sad. Oh, oh uh, actually, I was going to bring some stuff up if I'm allowed to talk a little bit more about Eve. You go for it. Um, well, the EVE Online Fan Festival was taking place in Iceland. Right as now? Of, yeah, it's still going, I think. Okay. Um, but previously, um, uh, well, they moved it, apparently, to coincide with the very recent solar eclipse. Um, which, because Iceland was one of the prime viewing spots for it. Oh, cool. Um, but they, they've just announced a, 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 they've sort of done their usual panels, so they've announced a bunch of additional stuff. Uh, there's a couple of new trailers. Uh, yeah, explosions are happening. So, no, but I mean, give me details. What's, what, give me something well, tangible. Well, they've released, they've released some, some art for the remaining two, uh, Tech 3 destroyers. Uh, the Kaldari one, the Jackdaw, looks a little bit like a flying TV aerial. <laughs> And uh, I've heard the Galente one, the Hecate, uh, described as a stealth bomber if it was manufactured by Chevy in the 1950s. All right. Um, they've also put um, some uh, trailer and uh, some um, alpha signups for Eve Valkyrie, the um, Oculus Rift VR spinoff. Yeah. Um, uh, that looks really, really and pretty. And Mobius, right? PlayStation 4 version. I don't know too. about Mobius, but probably. Um, they, I think the big stuff has been about the changes to sovereignty mechanics and um, it's basically space structures, like changes to those and additions and making that system a lot deeper. They're adding, dude. They're adding skins for ships too. Oh yeah, that too. Yeah, the, the new version of the skin system. Because at the moment, the way they've got it, and this is, I believe, down to um, some limitations that they have of the original, like sort of database implementation for Eve, was um, the way they give out skins at the moment is you get a blueprint, which as a component, uh, all you require is the uh, a basic version of a ship. And then you put it into a manufacturing job with the blueprint that provides the skin. And basically you get a copy of the same ship, but it's it's like uh, in the database is counted as a completely separate ship. Right. Um, so it's the same, same, you know, same, same ship, same module layout, same fitting requirements, everything like that. But it's just got a different um, 
uh, different external appearance. Um, what this new system appears to be is basically separating skins as a um, as a uh, like just making it so they don't have to apply to ships in that manner, so they can basically be applied to any ships uh, and making the skin system a lot more flexible. Um, it one of the ones that they did tease was a black and orange manticore, uh, which is a stealth bomber, um, which is probably going to become a standard wingspan ship. Cool. So, yeah, the skin system does look good. Sorry, I'm just reading about Lord of the Million stuff. Oh, Japan gets this awesome Lord of a Million series that we just don't get here, and it really makes me frustrated. I want skins in my ship. How do I get them? When does that come out? Is that even out yet? That's not out yet. That's a system system that's in development at the moment. All right. I imagine, um, because they they recently changed to an, uh, an um, an update schedule where they release an update every six weeks. I imagine um, the skin system... Based on what we've heard about it, I think we'll hit late. Uh, it's just a little bit later this year, right. possibly around May, July, May, June time. Hmm. So uh, yeah, so uh, roughly around the time that Heavensward comes out, and I will, right. be, and I will be busy playing Final Fantasy XIV. Got it. All right, and with that, that brings us to the new releases for the week. First off, we've got the list of new games. So, PlayStation 3 gets Metal Slug 3 on cross-buy on PSN. Uh, Let's see. PlayStation 4 gets Bloodborne and Bloodborne Collector's Edition, of course. And the Borderlands, the Handsome Collection, is out this week. Um, It's on more than just PlayStation 4. Um, Metal Slug 3 is on the PS4 as well. And Slender the Arrival shows up on PSN for PS4. What's that? That's a Slender Man game. Yeah. Wii U gets Elliot Quest on the eShop for 13 bucks. Klonoa 2 Dream Champ Tournament on the eShop. Uh, Mario Party 10, of course, and the Mario Tar- Party 10 plus Mario Amiibo bundle. You going to do Mario Party, Anna? No, I'm going to hold off right now. Okay. No Wait for player. it on sale. No single player mode, and Bowser mode sounds like it stinks. Okay. Penta Puzzle for four and a half bucks on the eShop, and Super Destronaut. I don't know what that game is, but its title warrants a look at it. Super Destronaut. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. Uh, Xbox One gets Borderlands a Handsome Collection as well, Slender the Arrival, and Ziggurat on Xbox Games, which I think is a version of that iPad game or iOS game. But if it is, that's pretty cool. Um, but it's way too expensive for $15 if that's really what it is. Uh, yeah, it isn't. Okay, it's a different game. This is Milkstone... Sorry, I'm just looking this one up to figure out if it's what I... Oh, it is a, okay, a third-person sort of thingy. So, never mind. Different game. Uh, 3DS gets Fossil Fighter Frontier. We talked about Iron Combat, War in the Sky, and Navy Commander. Vita's going to get Damascus Gear, Operation Tokyo. Lego Ninja Go, Shadow of Ronin. Ninjago. Ninjago. And Metal Slug 3, of course, also on Vita. PC gets the following. 12 Labors of Hercules. Discourse, spelled D-Y-S, course. Friendship Club. I don't know what that is, but all right. Immune. Out of the Park Baseball 16. Runestone Keeper. Total Extreme Wrestling. Trapped Dead Lockdown. Walkover. 
and Worlds of Magic. Is that a an old strategy game that's being brought back? That does sound familiar. I don't know much about Worlds of Magic. I don't I, I don't know much about old strategy games honestly, so someone can ex- uh, Master of Magic, right? It's a follow-up to Master of Magic, which is an old one. All right, I get. All right, whatever. And someone's clicking. They want to be done with the show. I got one more story for you. It's the console and digital handheld door store update. Um, let's see. We already covered new releases, so let's look at the sales. Everything oh access my everything gosh! Access is on sale. All right, yeah. Let's simplify this. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, uh, you're. I don't think you're going to be able to read this, Chris. <clears throat> on PS4, it's Citizens of Earth for ten bucks. On PS3, it's a bunch of Axis games like Demon Soul. Well, that's not that's Atlas. Sorry, Demon Soul is on sale. Dragon's Crown, Magus, Record of Agris War, the series bundle, and then all the individual games. South Park Stick of Truth is five bucks on PS3. Are you finally gonna get it? I might, but I don't want to play through it. Oh, I don't know. Risen Three, Titan Lords, and Sacred Three are on the 360. They're on sale. Uh, but the you know who cares, right? Uh, Vita also got Citizens of Earth, Conception 2, Dragon's Crown, Mind Zero, Persona Golden, and Sorcery Saga, Curse of the Great Curry God, all on sale on Vita. All games that Anna cares about. Do we have Mind Zero yet? Yeah, we do, actually. All right. Over on the PSP, you get Blazing Zoles, Axolate, Class of Heroes, Crimson Gen Saga, Growlancer, Gungnir, Hexes Force, Knights in the Nightmare, Ragnarok Tactics, Riviera of the Promised Land, Shin Megami Tensei Persona, Persona 2, Persona 3, Yggdra Union, Code of Princess, Conception 2, Etrian Odyssey 4. No, wait, 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 sorry. Go back up to Yggdra Union. That stops. That's PSP stuff. Let's put that aside. <laughs> And the 3DS side of things, you get Code of Princess, Conception 2, Etrian Odyssey 4, Shin Megami Tensei, Devil Summoner, Soul Hackers, Shin Megami Tensei 4, stop, PS2 classics coming out for PS3, I guess, uh, include Disgaea, oh, these are all on sale, rather, Disgaea Hour of Darkness, Growl Lancer, Heritage of War, Odin Sphere, Shin Megami Tensei, Devil Summoner, Raido Kuzanoa versus the Soul Army, and the sequel, where it's versus King Abaddon. Uh, Digital Devil Saga 1, 2, uh, Shimagami Tensei Nocturne, Persona 3 Fest, Persona 4, Gate of Eternity, and Persona 2 Eternal Punishment, all available on your PS3. That's all in the US. In Europe, the sales are a little bit shorter. Risen 3 and Sacred 3 on 360. (laughs) Sorry, guys. (laughs) Anna, any of those games in there that we haven't picked up that we need? Uh, we'll have to go through it when we actually have our PSN account up. Okay, let's do that later. And with that, folks, it's time to talk about what you're going to be playing this week. First off, I'll tell you I'm going to be playing more Monster Hunter because I'm hopelessly addicted and I've just given up on trying to do anything else. Alice, what will you be playing this week? Ah, for you, Chris, I will attempt to deliver more missiles. Yes! Anna Marie, what will you be playing this week? Um... Probably going to finish Paint It Back on the okay. iPad. On the iPad? Yeah. And Final, Final Fantasy, Fantasy Tactics, Tactics Advance, too. Yeah. And then maybe I'll try Codename Steam. Or and more, how about more Hyrule Warriors? More Hyrule Warriors. Yes. Multiplayer. Co- co-op. Yes. All right. That leaves you, Phil. What are you playing this week? Clash of, uh, get more Codename Steam, I believe. Codename Steam. All right. Codename yeah. Steam week. Let's do it. And with that, folks, we're done for the week. So if you'd like to leave feedback for the show, a number of ways for you to do it. First off, podcast at rpgamer.com is the email address. 
send your letters in there. We'll read them right here on the show. Forums.rpgamerant is where our message forums are. You can go there, go to the latest update section, find the podcast show thread, and leave your comments there, along with funny pictures and GIFs, if you don't mind. I like that stuff. And then finally, 608-729-4098-608-729-4098-608-729-4098 is the phone number. Call it. Leave a voicemail. We'll play it right here on the show. And with that, we're going to leave you until next week. Thanks, everybody, for watching. You can catch us live 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, every week at rpgamer.com slash live. Until then, this is Chris, Phil, Anna, Alice, and my two cats, Simon and Sophie, signing off for RP Gamer. We'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.